this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to talk about something that isn't always discussed. It doesn't seem like a topic that comes up in pleasant or polite conversation, and that's because people don't know how to bring it up, I think. So I want to bring it up today. Don't worry, it's nothing really controversial or anything. It's not going to be uncomfortable. In fact, you may find it to be something almost a blessing because it really should be spoken about. So today, I need you to open up your big book of stuff. Turn to the section on rites of passage. And we're going to talk about baby showers. But specifically, we're going to talk about the other sides of the baby shower rite of passage. So, let's get started. When we discuss baby showers... One of the first things that come to mind is probably traditions and friends, food, games, all of the trappings that you would expect to be at the traditional baby shower here in the United States. However, what we don't often remember is that A baby shower has to have two specific participants for it to even need to be taking place. And that is the child or the baby, as well as the mother carrying the child. And while yes, the baby shower is for the baby, we must not forget the mother in all of this. One of the most thoughtful gifts that I can remember receiving at my baby shower was not necessarily, and I'm talking about aside from diapers, but it wasn't necessarily something I expected. It was the small collection of gifts that were just for me as an expected mother. Because being an expectant mother is a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on. And oftentimes, when we're overjoyed receiving all of those lovely items that will allow us to nest, because toward the end of the pregnancy, we do get the drive to nest and get everything ready for the baby. Oftentimes, we not only feel elated, but sometimes it's a little bit lonely because all the attention is on the baby.
when I received, and I've also noticed this among the people that I have the blessing to travel among in my circles, when I see them have their baby showers, I have noticed that there are different traditional gifting circles, but there is a trend to make sure that we give the mothers something for personal care, like a robe, a collection of bathing products that are safe for her skin, lotions, butters, like shea butter or cocoa butter, things that will take care of her and lift her self-esteem. This is very important, not only for her physical appearance, because at that time she may not be taking care of her skin, and physical appearance can sometimes make us feel better when we look at our skin and see it's not dried out, but also to remind that person that they're valued, that we see you, mom, we see you there, we know you're still a person that is alive and has wants and needs outside of just being expectant mom, or mom, depending on when the baby shower happens. And that's important. Community support, kinship support, friend support, all of these different embracements, and I made that word up, embracements, or embracing groups, can help make that transition between being just a single person to being someone's mom and all the trappings and the rites of passage that brings a little bit easier. And that can also help with detecting or maybe even preventing severe postpartum feelings of disease and sadness. I am not a mental health professional. I want to point that out right now. I am also trained in mental health first aid though. But again, I'm not a mental health professional. So when I say that it can help prevent the severity of depression, I'm speaking as a lay person. But it is found to be true that having people around us who support us and lift us up and give us positive feedback is something that helps with that. Having someone to talk to is helpful and preventative of symptoms going unnoticed and becoming more severe. Will you accomplish everything by dropping a a bottle of scented lotion into a bag at a baby shower? Not necessarily, but you definitely could be sending the message that you're willing to be there for them, not just as someone with baby advice.
another thing to keep in mind is that gift cards are useful. They don't have to only be to baby-specific boutiques. Having a gas card or a gift card tucked inside of a greeting card can be a lifesaver, especially with postnatal appointments and other incidentals that may come up. Having a meal train is helpful as well. Right after you have the baby, it's hard to get ready to cook every day, especially if you're breastfeeding, because that's going to be a lot more often than you may think. And because of that, little things that make life a little more pleasant are important. Having hands-free book holders, if the person is a reader of novels, is wonderful. Supplying audiobooks with headphones, or at least earbuds, is helpful as long as they are able to not be noise-canceling, because you definitely want to be able to hear the baby. Other things that the mom may find of interest to help relax her mind and give her little moments of solace or enjoyment are also very helpful and thoughtful. You may wonder why I say solace. There is a little bit of of sadness that happens after the baby is no longer part of you physically. It, It doesn't last a long time, but it's a tiny bit of melancholy. It's just it's a little bit, but you're also joyful as well. If you have friends or family or a community that can make you postpartum meals, that is definitely good because postpartum meals support the mom. So if you are someone who likes to cook, maybe talk to the mom and give her some coupons or little handmade uh, coupons you've made up yourself for meal prep, where you can come in and do meal prep with her or for her in her home so she doesn't have to leave and she can learn how to cook the meals that she likes from you or If you can do it at home and you have that relationship of trust, that she trusts your cooking, you can do it at home and bring the food over. In addition to this, you could also take the easy route and go to her favorite restaurant and see if they'll make you a couple of dishes, buy them, have them ready for freezing, and then take them over for that. Just in case you want to have them in the freezer. I know there's a soup restaurant around here that I love their soup. So for me, a gift would be a gallon of their soup, individually broken down and frozen, so I could have that comfort food whenever I wanted. That's just one example. If you are able to possibly get them a hair appointment if they are people who go to the boutique. 
or give them a basket full of hair care products, that would be an amazing gift as well. One of the strange things about pregnancy is that we tend to keep our hair longer. I don't know if the body's just trying to keep us warm or what, but our hair doesn't fall out at the same rate. We are very, very luxuriously blessed with hair, usually in general. But after the baby's here, remember that hair that wasn't shedding at the same rate? It starts to, to come out a little bit more. And sometimes people get a little little disturbed by it, but it's just the body balancing things out again. This can sometimes be a little distressing. So a nice hair appointment or some really good conditioners and shampoos that smell great, maybe some bath products to go with it will be perfect. They'll boost the esteem, they'll make her feel good, and they're also a gift of love because personal care products, especially things like shampoo, they make people feel better. Shampoos and foot soaks, that's, that's, the, that's the ticket right there. That's the goal. One more thing to remember, if you are able to get together with some friends and make a baby memory book, it's something that she'll keep and cherish for a long time, most likely. Doesn't have to be a huge thing. You can go all out and decoupage some lace or whatever else, or it could be a simple photo album with all your signatures in it and a few photos from the baby shower. You could even add a section for her to put a dedication from mommy to baby and then a date. And this could be a set of images from their first year together. Keep in mind that life is unpredictable so anything can happen so it's best after you give them the album, don't ask to see it. Let it be theirs. Let it be hers. And if she decides to share, great. If not, you've given it and that's it. I once decoupaged a birthing box for someone and I asked about it. And I remember the person saying that once you give something to someone, to ask about it was rude. And that's not how I had been raised. I mean, I wanted to make sure she enjoyed it. But after that, it kind of affected me to say that you have to be mindful of different people's traditions. So unless they bring it up, I guess don't ask about it. I'm not the boss of you. They're not the boss of me. But that might be a good little bit of advice. decide to give mom a special little basket, wrap it up in a box with gift wrap and tell her she's not allowed to open it till she gets home. Unless you're trying to do it for yourself for attention, there's no reason for her to do that. Let the baby shower be about the baby, but let her have that own little special treat for herself. 
when she's she's by herself with the baby or with her partner, with her husband or the father when they're by themselves because it's important that sometimes some things are just her joy alone. And of course, if you know what she likes to eat, a jar of that will always be good. I know that one of my favorite things was sweet potato pie. And if someone had given me a pie to take home, I probably would have been lifelong friends with them because I loved pie at that time. Now, it probably would be almond chicken because that was my second favorite thing when I was pregnant with my daughter. Find out what their favorite craving is and maybe send it home with them if it's something that can be prepared in a jar or give them a coupon or a, um, a gift certificate to get it. That's always fun as well. And I guess that's about everything. I just wanted to take some time out to talk about the other side of the baby shower. I want to speak on things. I, I'm talking to you, though, as if, you know, you're familiar with this. If you've never done a baby shower, of course, this may be all new to you. It really depends. Not everybody celebrates baby showers. So if not, uh, just consider this a nice little journey toward another aspect of it. Of course, I don't want to baby you. Get it? Baby you? You're, you're not laughing. Anyway, I don't want to baby you and tell you all the different things that you'd have to do to plan a baby shower. You can find that on your own. I just wanted to give a nod to the moms. Uh, one of the reasons I'm on this topic today is that I was looking through some old photographs for my aunt and I posted one and my daughter honestly could not recognize me. She said, who is this person? I said, it's me when I was pregnant with you. And she said, that's not my mom. That's not you. Who is that? Look at your nose. Look at your face. Like, uh, thanks. That's that's nice. But um, <laughs> had I been pregnant at the time and someone said that to me, I probably would have been devastated. As a matter of fact, I remember I wore purple pants in my uh, eighth month of pregnancy. And uh, her father said to me, look at you. You're huge. You look like Barney. And as you can imagine, that was a two-hour crying fit pregnancy hormones. So um, I just wanted to talk about something that might make somebody a little bit happier when they have their pregnancy hormones. I hope you enjoyed this. I love to share uh, little fun things with my friends and we're friends, right? And I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottagecore Life and in Grace I Serve.